thing on Trading Nut episode 116. Focus on the process. Don't let other people uh, influence you through social media. Understand that we all started from zero and be patient because uh, it takes time. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today we've got Khaled Alsaba on the show. Now, what I like about Khaled's story and I think what you guys are going to like as well is that he's managed to leverage his trading, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, you're going to have to listen to the interview to find out all about how that works. Uh, We did shoot a video after this as well where he walks through a 1,000 pip gold move that he managed to pick the top of. He gives you a very detailed explanation of how he did it. So guys, if you are not tuned into the YouTube channel, please head over there now. Uh, I've got to say, I've had the first million view video on the YouTube channel, which I'm so happy about. Uh, Thanks to Philip Bloom, who uh, at 15 managed to create a viral video with me that has gone crazy. So guys, if you're not checking out the YouTube channel, please go and check it out. There's so much in the way of education over there and entertainment as well. I mean, we've got Trader versus Trader and the Forex Simulator challenges going on if you're not catching those. So this week, in fact, it's the Trader versus Trader final with Nathan Nolan against Dovi FX. So guys, if you want to check that out, we're doing that live later on this week, maybe even before this goes live. I'm not too sure. We'll work out the dates. Um, but we have got Trader versus Trader Season 3 coming up as well. If you do want to have a place in that, then please head over to the challenges section of Trading Nut, find the button, click on it, fill in the form, and we will see if we can get you on season three. There are prizes put up there from my sponsors. So City Traders Imperium are putting up a prize, which is one of their Forex funded accounts. And uh, also Sage Capital is also putting up a prize, which is a year subscription to their uh, automated trading solution. Now, guys, um, if you're looking, so these are backtesting challenges, right? These are backtesting challenges. But if you're looking to do your backtesting, not manually, but automate a lot of what you do or all of what you do, then you've got to check out my Robot Builders Club. So this is where I teach you how to build trading robots like I do without coding. Now, I'm going to put the price up on it very soon. So if you haven't joined yet, now this is the probably the best time to do do it. So don't hesitate. This is the best time to get on board. Um, now, also, we have, and I've mentioned forever and a day, we've got merch and a new logo coming. So I've actually been working on the merch store this past week. It's looking pretty good. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned for that, guys. I know you're probably waiting and going, any any danger, Cam? Well, it's coming. It's coming along with a new thing on the YouTube channel only. So another reason to jump over there on YouTube. It's a new thing. It's in the crypto space. Uh, I'm going to launch it very soon. So stay tuned for that as well, guys. Without further ado, let's get on with this interview with Khaled. Whether you're a struggling trader or a profitable trader, our sponsor, City Traders Imperium, are offering you the chance to become a fully backed Forex trader. That's right, get coached and funded with CTI today. 
All right, folks, here we are in trading now. We've got Khaled Alsabach here on the show. He's over there in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. How are things over there in Louisville, Khaled? It's pretty good. It's, um, you know, in terms of weather, you know, things get better after this bad really storm that came across, you know, the U.S., the snow and, you know, the things. But things are pretty good um, so far the past week. Now, um, what people probably don't know is that I actually interviewed you, how long ago was it? Was it probably, it was maybe nine or ten months ago, maybe even a year? Yeah, yeah. Possibly even <laughs> over a year, and it was like, you said, oh, I'm not ready for the interview to go live yet, let's just hold it off, and I was like, okay, well, I'll keep it as a backup, and now it's got so far down the track that we've just decided to do a whole new interview, uh, because you've yeah. probably got a lot of water under the bridge that you can share with us today. So I want you to start off by giving the guys uh, an overview of, like, how you, your background, how you got started into trading and, and uh, all the way up till now, and I'll dive in with some questions here and there. Yes, yeah, so what got me in trading, you know, I was working in my 9-to-5 job. Um, you know, it was a metro uh, PCS store where I was, you know, selling phones and, you know, like a manager, just a salesperson where I was just selling phones and services. So my manager, he was trading Forex, and he was like, so, you know, these excitement moments when you be making this quick 200 bucks in, you know, a matter of minutes, because he was trading NFB. It was like a Friday uh, back late in 2018, uh, early 2019. So when I saw that, I was like, what are you excited for? What, what are you doing? And he was like, hold up, hold up. I just made 250. And when he said that, um, it kind of grabbed my attention because, you know, I was working the whole week as a part-time job there because I had two jobs at that time. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, damn, like he made what I was making, you know, in a matter of an hour. So it got my attention. I asked him about it. He told me, you know, it's the foreign exchange market. I asked him to teach me about it. And he was like, you know, brother, I've been in this game for quite three, four years, but I'm still struggling. Um, but I'm here, you know, bouncing off and on. And he gave me uh, the website, babypips.com. And the journey started from that night where I start really grinding every day. Cool. And, and talk us through that journey of, of the, the grinding journey. Uh, grinding journey, you know, I was, uh, I had already an online store, so I was doing drop shipping. Uh, so I had like uh, a store I was doing, uh, selling stuff online uh, in terms of like leggings and stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't too much focused, but when I get into Forex, I start shifting my mind slowly to it, uh, you know, months after months. And then, you know, when I start searching on YouTube, looking at different videos, uh, those advertisements start targeting me. Uh, I start buying courses here and there I start joining different signal groups and you know my first week in trading experience I made probably I doubled my account at that time it was $500 account and I went all the way to 1200 and then in a single day when I start trading gold I blow my account and that made me feel like ouch <laughs> uh, what the hell is going on and I start looking for different you know, signals, I started looking for different uh, group chat, different, you know, mentorship, different courses. 
from here to there till I connected to the right people and I start learning and putting a lot of more time on the charts till I start, you know, backtesting, discipline within myself, you know, journaling my trades. That's what really uh, helps in the journey to, you know, fast forward. Just jumping in here with a quick message from my sponsor, Sage Capital, who provide education software and tools needed to increase anyone's ability to trade more successfully. Perfect for people who are either still learning, too busy, or just want to use professional-grade strategies to build passive income. They've achieved high returns with relatively low risk and are available for auto-copying today. Go to sagecapital.co.uk and start auto-trading today. And so how did you construct your, your system? So you obviously had a system there at the start, I'm guessing, where you you grew, you, you doubled your account. What did what did that sort of evolve into after after blowing it? So when I was when I doubled my account, all I was doing, um, I was more just the scalping, and all I was doing is using the Fibonacci, and you know every time it touched the thirty eight or the sixty one point eight, or you know every time it touched these level, I would have gone nuts and crazy, you know, or just buy 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 or you know sell sell sell. I just really didn't have any good information because the people I have learned in the beginning, you know, I'm not going to mention their name, but they pretty give me, uh, you know, bad mindset about trading where they told me, you know, you'll be able to quit your job in this you know, amount of months. Uh, you're going to make a lot of money. And it, trust me, if I don't have, if they have told me in the beginning that, you know, be aware trading, you know, it's it's difficult, but you, you will master it with the practice, with learning and putting time in chart. I would have a, a faster round, you know, even even though uh, I, you know, thankfully I quit my nine to five job, you know, after um, nine, 10 months, you know, uh, because I was working two jobs and I was saving some money. So when I have that month in September, I believe 2019, I had a really, really great month where I caught, you know, a ton of amount of pips and I made about, on that month it was like seven, eight thousand. And that for me was like, you know, this is like two months, three months of my job. So let me just quit. And if things get tough, you know, all I have to do is go back and apply to that job. But thank God I never have done it and I never applied to a nine to five job again. Awesome. And so, so that the, the graph there, and I'm sort of missing some some stuff here in the middle. So the graph there from uh, or the work you did between like blowing the account and you know having that oh, se- yeah, yeah. Se- se- September yeah. month um, back in 2019. How did that? How did that sort of? How did you create your strategy and and um, and your mindset to to get it right? So what took me? Uh, it took me a lot of time to understand that. The forex market, it's a game of a probability. Trading is based on probabilities, and you need to have a system uh, that give you a higher probabilities, you know, in order to win more than to, to lose. Uh, based of um, my experience in the past, you know, two, two and a half, three years since I started, the best strategy I have got into is based off confluences where... I get ideas from technical analysis. I combine it with some fundamentals. And then when these two together line up at the same direction of the market, I take the trade with a better confidence. 
because the more confluences I have in my system, the better confident I will be entering the trade. Right, cool. Okay, so so you obviously you're finding all these confluences, and let's let's we'll jump into a chart later on and have a look at some of that stuff. Um, so so what happened after this? You know, you you thought okay, I quit my job, never looked back. Uh, how did your trading weeks progress into 2020, where there was obviously the coronavirus and and throughout last year and into this year? So in 20, I will say, um, you know, I'm gonna admit this. So uh, because I will say that. Me, after I quit my job, uh, it wasn't really the best decision. At the same time, I do feel it was the best decision because I was focusing so much more on the chart. I was, you know, back testing. I was just sitting, you know, behind this, the screen and just watching without the trading, just watching how the market reacting on a certain time, on certain days. So the progress was, you know, two, two, three months. It was you know, so much better in my trading journey. But then I will say when, before Corona came around February, I will do say I have a tough months where I faced some losing trades, you know, losing streaks. And I felt I don't have, you know, except this side of income. So I was thinking I need to make another side hustle. And here where I start thinking, um, you know, to do different things with the trading. Uh, so I don't have the mentality that I must take a trade every day in order, you know, to make money. I do it just, you know, I was doing it more for passion and to leverage my uh, income. Okay, and how, how did you sort of, you came up with it, so did you come up with another side hustle then, or what happened? So um, my dad, he uh, pretty good at doing, in you know, cars and stuff like that. So my brother-in-law also do have, you know, um, a pretty good, um, you know, nice dealership back uh, there in California. So I start learning, you know, how they do it. And then I start um, doing that where I live, you know, where I start, uh, let's say I make, you know, 8,000 during that month, I would withdraw half of that money and I would put it on the side. And then once I have, you know, seven, eight, 9,000, I will buy a car, you know, a car that, you know, have an accident and then, I would take it to the people, you know, to fix it. If the issue was too small, I would just fix it by myself, you know, on a weekend, and then I will sell it. And in this way, I just make, you know, an extra two, three thousand, you know, sometimes one thousand on every car. So, so you're making, just, you're taking the eight k profit that you'd made from the trading to then invest in the cars to then flip the car. Yeah. Oh, cool. That pretty much. Cool. So it's sort of like a, a bit of an insurance policy on your trading career. Um, you know, if the markets go haywire and you, what you're doing stops working, I'm guessing. Yeah, and it helped me. It helped me to not be, um, I, I like to be active. I like to go out. It helped me to not, you know, sit down 24 hours just at home, just watching the market and trading. So when I do that, when I started doing this side hustle, um, things Things in the market give me time more of patience. You know, let's say I get busy um, during Friday, so I don't trade on that day. And then on Sunday, my setup will line up better. Why? Because I didn't take a reckless entries or, you know, uh, early entry. So having different things, I think, in my opinion, in uh, your life, besides trading, will help you to, uh, with patience, 
you know, and not over trading and, you know, just in discipline in life. Awesome, cool. Well, well um, what, what about your, let's go into your trading style, your strategies, uh, not your strategy, sorry, your, more your, the metrics around your trading at the moment. So you said, you know, you're, you're not looking to trade every day uh, or this is helping you not trade every day. How many trades a day do you, or a week do you, are you taking now? Uh, it really depends. So if you ask me uh, last month in February, uh, this month we in March, this uh, March I only took uh, one two trades two trades but with many precision it means uh so i took a long trade on gold and having probably four precisions you know um so the way i did it i saw a good opportunity for swing trading i spotted the entry with a bigger lot size and you know every 100 pips i was just trailing my stop loss you know more in sorry more in profit and then I would just close virtual profit, you know, every target I hit. Let's say I have four targets, you know. Let's say I'm targeting, I'm in a buy and I'm targeting the previous resistance of the daily level. I would just take small profit on every key level we reach of, you know, H4 uh, or H1 time frame. Okay, and how many winners are you, are you getting in a, like, what, what's your sort of average win rate? Let's just go with that. Um, uh, during, uh, so this month I have lost about four positions, uh, during, uh, intraday. So day trading, and then I have when that three winners that I let them run, they pretty much covered, uh, my losses. Um, so if I look at the win, win ratio for this month, it would be probably 50% or maybe less 45%. The reason I'm still uh, in a profit because I let my winner runs. Uh, you know, I, I totally forgot about I'm having that decision and I just emotionally, you know, not attached to it. And how do you let the winners run? I mean, are you uh, targeting a specific, uh, like, level? Or... So that's, that's a pretty good question because um, it took me so much time to to really develop this uh, discipline, this patience, uh, and and that patience just get developed, you know, by experience and also by seeing other successful traders that I look up on Instagram, uh, people I admire, you know, whether close friends or so. When I see they're, you know, holding a position for two weeks, I would be like, the next trade I'm going to take, if I could hold it for two weeks and a half, I'll do that. You know, I'm going to break my record. And I just kept doing this. And sometimes I get stopped out. Sometimes I don't. So, for example, for the last trade I have, I'm still in right now. I took a gold trade. I'll show you on the chart later. I took a gold trade around uh, 1700, 1690. And that trade, it never get back to that price, you know. It continued trading up, up, up almost for 600 pips and it never went back to my entry. So all I did is I took, uh, I believe around that time, I took like four uh, lot standard uh, or 3.5 and every 75 pips I would take virtual profit. And then once I achieve more than what I have risked, so if I was risking 60 pips on that trade, once I reached to 60 pips, 120 pips, my stop loss automatically on break even. Once I do that, 
and I take partial profit, I don't give like a damn, you know, F about the trade. If it's going to make me more money or if I'm going to lose it. Because in the end of the day, the way I think about it is, okay, I have risk, you know, this amount, 60 pips or, you know, $500. And I have made $500 or I have made a thousand. So there's no reason for me to close a trade and kill that winner, you know, you just get a little run and this will, will come with experience. And how many instruments are you looking at or how many markets are you sort of analyzing before you to find your trades? Usually I focus uh, mainly on gold um, as you know, if some, anybody will later will look at my Instagram, they will mainly see uh, all I trade usually gold, but I do trade different instruments, which is I trade the uh, GJ, so the green pound, Japanese yen, I trade uh, Euro NZD, uh, GBB CAD. Uh, I love these three, you know, different pairs because they pretty much line up uh, good with my technical analysis, and I don't have to worry too much about in terms of fundamental. And with like this, you know, side hustle and stuff. I mean, what what does your typical trading day look like? My typical trading day, I would um, usually sleep around, you know, I still working on my sleep schedule, but um, usually I sleep between uh, 11, 12, midnight, which is I try to sleep earlier, still doing it in the process. Uh, I usually uh, don't sleep too much. I sleep around, you know, four or five hours. Uh, sometimes, you know, things get good and I sleep six hours. Uh, I usually wake up 4 a.m. So around London session, after it's open around one hour, I look at the chart. If um, there is a trade to take, I would take it. If not, I just continue my day. Uh, you know, read uh, some books that I have. You know, want just for self development or anything like that. Then around 6 a.m. I pray, and then by seven uh, before uh, New York session open, pre New York session. If I found a trade, I would take it. If not, I'll just take a nap and then wake up by 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 12, um, uh, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. If there's opportunity, I take them. If not, uh, I don't trade all the time during the day after um, afternoon New York um, time. I don't trade all the way till 7 p.m. in the evening. At that time, I go back. I analyze the market. If I found opportunity, I execute it, and then I manage it in the next morning, which is when I wake up. If um, I didn't find the setup and the setup where, let's say, pretty close to happen, I would have alert and then, you know, I sleep again and the circle come at 4 a.m. If they meet, I execute. If not, I wait for the next, uh, my trading hours. Actually, funny, funny side note here. I was listening to a podcast from, it was Jay Rogan podcast, um, where he interviewed a guy on sleep. Uh, like it was, it wasn't a sleep expert. He was a neuroscientist, but he talked a lot about sleep. And he was basically saying, if you don't have like six hours, is not good. Having six hours sleep is not good. Anything less than six hours is not good either. Either you've got to have like seven plus hours of sleep is is where you should be aiming. So I don't know, something to consider, mate. <laughs> but you're young, so it, uh, I believe I believe this is. Um very important sleeping very important and i do will say have an amazing month 
in um, January 2021 because I cut off a lot of things. You know, I cut off social media, my Instagram, you know, for a full about 25 days. And at that time, I was sleeping every day, you know, or every day or two, about 10 a.m., you know, wake up 5 a.m., seven hours of sleep, so focused on trading. And it, it does help. It just, you know, it's a, it's a terms of habit. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, so in the beginning, what do you think made you different? You've obviously taken a very different approach with, you know, saying, oh, look, why don't I get a side hustle here and instead of taking a job? What do you think made, made you different from everyone else out there who's, you know, who's not doing this? And, you know, what, what do you think you had any special traits or, or did you think you, was there something different that gave you the idea to, to take the action? I start, um, I start listening uh, to people that I would trust more in trading. People look more le- legit than other people that just sell you the dream come true. So I stopped following any guys uh, on Instagram that tell you, let me show you how to flip this account or, you know, let me show you how I did this crazy thing, you know, $100 to, you know, 10000 in a week. I started cutting these off on my uh, Instagram because when I was looking at them as a beginner, I used to think, you know, let I want to do the same thing. I want to, you know, make this happen. I want to, I want it too bad. Uh, but at that time, I really did not have the proper knowledge to do things like that. And in my opinion, it was more of, I felt of a gambling. So I, I stopped uh, following people that, you know, are going to benefit me in my trading. I unfollow, uh, I put a rule that I would never let anybody, uh, you know, influence me in trading, which is a lot of beginner traders do. Uh, let's say, you know, they saw me, I'm pretty, let's say I was pretty good giving signal at somehow for free on my story or somewhere. They will trust that every single time this guy take a trade, it must be a winner. And what happened, and the next trade I call, they go and risk probably half of their account. And if it was a losing trade, it will probably blow their account on that day. So what I did, I stopped uh, letting other people influence me because I used to see uh, big guys on Instagram where they would be like, I'm long on gold. And then I would just go blindly and just take a buy precision. And that just because was, you know, lack of information and uh, laziness, you know. Mm, yeah, cool. Not nice, uh, nice sort of like hint there for people that are, that are getting trapped into this, you know, Lamborghini lifestyle and and all the the, the big massive account flips and and what yeah. have you. It's you know there is people who do have a Lamborghini and you know they are legit traders. I'm not saying everybody who drive a Lamborghini should not shouldn't you know shouldn't trust him. All I'm saying is don't let other people uh, don't take a signal blindly and just go trade it. Uh, take responsibility and you the one who take the decision don't let other people to decide whether you should you know do this or this without having knowledge so that's my uh, my point on it yeah yeah and it's, it's, a, it's a good point to reiterate it's really it's really the you know the fact that it can be so enticing and and easy to fall for you know somebody else's achievement that you know they've already worked probably quite hard for 
and and you know and think oh man this seems so easy i've just got to click some buttons and, and it just doesn't yeah. work um, that, that's fine so 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 what about as a, a retail trader what what steps would you recommend they take to start actually growing an account what advice i would give for a retail trader you know someone who's yeah. just starting to grow yeah. their account yeah um two things i would recommend uh first one uh i have noticed on myself that i never made any withdrawal when i was beginning as a trader when i first my few months you know in trading my first six months i never made a single withdrawal so that was a pretty bad um in my opinion i had the mindset where i'm just gonna keep compounding without taking any withdrawal Yes, you can do that, but that uh, must done when you have, uh, you know, a good side of income and then you're just not worrying about trading and you just want to grow your account. Yes, you could grow your account by compounding and not taking withdrawal, but I think mentally it would be much better, especially if people starting with $1,000 or, you know, $500. Let's say you grow your account 20%. You made $200 on that $1,000. Take some withdrawal. You know, uh, reward yourself. Tell yourself you did something. You don't have to withdraw the whole thing, but taking maybe half of the money you make outside of market, it will uh, give you much better uh, mindset. You know, you will back to, uh, you will be growing as a trader. At the same time, you will not be get into the circle of greed where if you'd never withdraw, you saw, my, you saw yourself, okay, it's 1500 I made 50% of my account. And then you get to 1700 and you said, I'm almost going to double it. And then on that to 300 you're trying to make it. A lot of times you will be taking unnecessary trade just to achieve that goal and just to probably fill the ego thing. Um, but a lot of time I have tried to do that. And then on the last minute, I would blow half of the money. Um, so first thing, withdraw. Uh, second thing, don't trade Forex with money that you cannot afford to lose. Know yourself, if you put in $1,000, know yourself that, you know, no matter what happened, if I'm taking, you know, losses or wins, this $1,000 is not going to affect me in my life. Um, the reason I'm saying this, because I will show you like uh, later when I uh, show the charts, even I share a, a pretty good, um, you know, knowledge, pretty good tips. When I be in a trade, like in February, I took a short trade on gold and I was telling people for two weeks, for two weeks, I was telling people to focus on the big picture. And then I still surprisingly get messages from, you know, this guy, he blow his account and he actually was asking me for money to give him so he can pay the debt. The reason he was in debt because he took $1,000 as from his credit card, um, like a loan, a little loan or something. He took $1,000 from, you know, cash back or something from his credit card and he blow the entire thing in a single trade. So another tips I would give, don't think that one trade will make the change for you, you know. Think of it as a game probability and there is a, a winner will be and there's losses. Your job is just to make sure by the end of the week, 
you have a system where you are in profit. Nice, nice, nice. Now, thinking about a price chart, what three things would you recommend a trader go away and educate themselves on? Um, are you asking me where sh people should educate their themselves? Yeah, themself? like, what, like uh, if you're looking at a price chart, what, what sort of aspects of the chart should they go and study up on? Um, talking about studying or how to choose where to study, uh, I would say... It's not, it's not so know, much where to study, but it's just like, yeah, what, what on a, if you're looking at a chart, so if you're going to do technical analysis, what would you look at on the chart and go, well, I'm going to, you know, say, for example, support and resistance or okay, something like that. Chart. Yeah. yeah. So once come looking at the chart, uh, a lot of also beginner traders, newbie, they, um, people don't have the experience. They try to focus on predicting the market. Where is the market going to go? If it's going to go up, Okay, I'm gonna buy. It's gonna go, you know, down. Let's sell it. So, uh, do not focus on predicting and put your main focus on reacting of what you see, not what your mind tells you. You never want to take the first, you know, insight of uh, you saw it. It looks good for a buy. You never should take, um, you know, the buy immediately without just. Uh, looking on the different scenario, you know, who's who's the big player level? Is it P level? Is it is the market upturn? Is it downturn? Is it making higher high or if it's making lower low? Uh, so a lot of people don't focus on structure and they forget about the importance of, you know, market structure of higher high and higher lows and they terms taking, you know, pretty bad timing, uh, you know, on a trade. They could be right about the direction, but they could be wrong also uh, on timing because you might see uptrend and you might take a buy on a higher high, which is, uh, in my opinion, it wouldn't be the smartest idea because always the market when it makes this higher high, there's always correction should happen. And the best the best area to take the buys is after you know you start seeing the retracement, this correction start slowing down and you know the new push is about to happen that's where you get into the buy so timing and you know understanding market structure following your rules and last thing i would say is don't trade against the trend and that's just a lot of i know a lot of traders have said that but it's just people don't listen i don't know uh, people always tend to guy uh, go you know, against the trend. If they see uptrend, it's a very high point. Like GJ it was trading trading very high, you know, 14, you know, uh, uh, 1450 and then get to 15, uh, 150 and people start looking for sell. They could be right for short term, but they would be wrong on the long term because most of the time the trend will do another continuation. So that's uh, my point when it comes to charts. And thinking about a trader's mindset, do you have any special techniques you can share with us? Uh, yes. Um, don't. So a lot of people have a bad mindset, and I do. I do have this. I do have this back then when I started, but it developed after I read you know, a couple of books in terms of mindset. Uh, maybe I'll share the books in a bit, or now maybe. Uh, so one of the books I read, uh, the best books I would recommend is Trading in the Zone. It's just a pretty good book. It teaches a lot about your mindset and different uh, other traders' experience. 
I have also watched so many videos on psychology on, you know, YouTube and different things. And, you know, with my experience, uh, I found out that a lot of traders have fears and, you know, fears, it's not, nobody like losing, right? Nobody like the pain. And when you lose money in, in Forex or in trading in general, there's pain, you know, there's pain. You don't like to lose. Everybody like to win. So you got to think of it as, you know, it's a game of probabilities because once you get to a mind where you don't really give an F, you know, if this trade going to be a winner or a loser, that's where you see yourself uh, growing as a trader because um, once you have the mindset of probability, uh, you should not be focusing on like every single trade it has to be winner. I think in my opinion, um, you should only be focusing of protecting your capital of how much I'm really willing to risk in this trade. And a lot of people will say, you know, I will risk this. It looks good. But then when the market start going against them, they start changing their rules. And that's pretty bad for psychology. So before you take a trade, you must, this is, this is like one of my rules. Like if you don't do that, I, I feel like a lot of the odds will be for you unsuccessful in trading. It would be way more than if you follow this rule. A lot of people change their stop loss after a certain of time. Don't change your stop loss. The way I do my stop loss, I have um, a mental stop loss where I say, you know, I mark up my chart. Let's say I'm taking gold for a buy precision at 1720. I say, if gold get to 1750 and close below it i am wrong in the trade i have to admit it before i take the trade and my trade idea is invalid you know it's it's a loss it's it is what it is you just gotta take it because if you don't take it and if you thought okay let me change my stop loss to the below the lower you know low you go to h4 and then the market slab more and it dropped and then you go okay let me go below the daily and when you do this, the loss will hurt you. But if you take the loss when you accepted, you know, before you take the trade, you said, okay, I'm, I'm fine. It's not going to hurt me. It's just 2% of my, my account. But if you do not follow your rules of, you know, having a specific stop loss and admit that you are wrong in the trade and you keep t continue feeling like, okay, I hope, you know, it's going to bounce here and it's going to, you know, the news is going to come. It's going to help my trade. Trust me, on that time, you will have a drawdown of probably 125 pips, 500 pips. I, I don't know. I have seen people have their risk 50 pips on the first place. And then three days later, they texted me. They were in a drawdown of 350 pips on gold. And if the, you look at your risk to reward ratio, oh my gosh, you're risking, I don't know, eight to make one. So it's just good to put in perspective and be aware that you should accept the loss no matter what and you're gonna lose money if you have the mindset that you're always going to be a winner and you will never have a loss it's gonna be hard journey for you <laughs> so it's just a device I mean, it's based off my experience you know nice 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 and what would be one thing that you'd recommend a retail trader spend the next month mastering 
Um, the next month, the best advice I would say is, let me think of really good one. So just one advice, right? To focus on the next 30 yeah. days. Yep, that's the one. I recommend from me, Khaled, in the next 30 days, I challenge you that you are listening to journal every single trade you take on the market, whether a buy or a, or if it's a sell, whether it's a winner, whether it's a loser. And once you journal everything, I want you to take a screenshot probably on every trade. Yes, it is a tough task, but um, this is what I would give the best advice because once you journal and you get everything in front of you, I want you to study every single loss and type down or write down on you know, a notepad that what was the reason of you of taking this loss. And once you answer these questions with honesty, your discipline in trading, you will be way much better uh, the next month. Just the next month, you'll be way much better. You'll be way more consecutive to take a trade because once you start answering these questions with honesty, you have to admit it. Like, let's say you take a trade, you have a loss. Uh, you will answer that I lost this trade because lack of responsibility, uh, because I did not mark up my chart, because I listened to this guy. I saw this guy having a buy area on gold on Instagram two hours ago, and I just went and bought it blindly. Once you answer all these questions, uh, what happened, you will find all your mistakes and you will study them. Once you study them, you don't do them the next time. Why? Because you you know in your mind, if you do this, you should be losing. You know, If you move your stop loss further and further and further and you answer that your mistake was you were hoping, you were praying to make the trade happen, then you're going to write that down. And once you write it down, you will know that you should not at all in the future hope for a trade. You see a loss, you take it, you move on. So that's uh, my best, uh, I would say. And the same, you know, the same vice versa. Uh, I don't want to take it too long, but the same vice versa with winning trade. If you really have a good winning trade during that month, whether a swing trade, whether scalping, go back and ask yourself why I took this trade, you know. What the things made me to take it? Did I take it emotionally? Did I take it because of my technical? What technical? What time frame? Ask yourself these questions, you know, ask a lot of questions. And then the more, you know, you ask yourself about this specific trade, the more answers you will uh, have on your sheet. And just thank me later about this because it's going to help you. Nice. I like that answer. Uh, basically, journal for 30 days, guys. That is a challenge and a half. So we've had two issues. Journal, you know, journal yourself. You're trading yourself, your emotion. Did you have a bad day? You know, were you in a fight in a relationship in that day? Uh, did you, you know, just analyze yourself, not just the market, but with with yourself. Cool. Now we're going to quickly jump into the quick fire round here to give the guys a quick overview of what we've spoken about and some other stuff as well. So, how long did it take you to go from trading newbie to consistently profitable? It took me uh, about roughly to be profitable. It took me about eleven months to twelve, about a year. And then consistently profitable, it took me about a year, seven months, where I start seeing myself, I'm consistent of what I'm doing. 
what's your favorite entry setup? Uh, my favorite entry setup would be uh, a trending market uh, was a little pullback of, um, you know, two confluences or three would be, uh, let's say, uh, 38 Fibonacci, 61.8, uh, a touches third touch of a trend line with the moving averages. So that's what I would say one of my favorite uh, setup. It depends, again, on the market. And what strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Uh, I usually, um, if you are day trading, um, sometimes I day trade, sometimes I swing trade. If that, is that what you mean? Uh, no, this is so when you're trade, yeah, I suppose it's, if you've got two different exit strategies for those kinds of styles, then yeah, what's what's your day trading exit strategy? Is it like a fixed target or so, yeah. do you scale out, move your stops, that sort of thing? So my exit strategy, that's why I said it's day trading or swing trading. Uh, if I took a trade and I saw the market is having a good reversal and it's going to continue to that trend or it's going to make the reversal and go opposite trend, I would have my stop loss and break even. And every you know 75 pips, 100 pips, I will take virtual profit. And my stop loss will uh, be trading stop loss, you know. Uh, from level to level, key level to a key level, till I get stopped out, if it's swing trading. But day trading, um, it's just my mental stop loss. I risk 50 pips. I'm looking for 100 pips. If it stopped me out, it stopped me out. Um, so, uh, you know, I use stop loss. Sometimes I don't use it. I just, uh, if I was day trading, looking at the screen, you know, within two hours or so, I would just ex uh, exit the trade uh, manually. What's your recommended trading book or resources? Um, I would say a recommended book. I didn't read much, uh, too many books, uh, but one of the best one I have read it all twice or three times is Trading in the Zone. Um, trading resources. If you're brand new to trading and you never uh, have understanding of about everything, I, the best source I would say, babypips.com. Uh, it will teach you all the basics. Uh, what what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, my preferred broker, I've been uh, using FX Choice for quite two years, but uh, unfortunately, they don't allow uh, the US anymore clients. So I have also been using uh, Carbon Capital. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't heard of them. No. It it's a pretty good broker regulated. Um, they have one to five hundred leverage. Uh, you know, you have the option. You could do one to two hundred. Um, easy with the draw, easy method. Um, so, very very tight spread. That's what I love about them. Uh, what makes them more unique than other, you know, different brokers? Uh, nice. The spread is pretty tight. And platform. Uh, platform. I use MT MetaTrader Four. Cool. Now, what's the worst trade you've ever had? Do you want to walk us through that? Oh wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> worst trade, um, it wasn't gold. Um, I lost about 7.5K, 7K on that day, uh, which is, was for me a big loss, or I would say a huge loss on that day. And that was about a few months, uh, you know, six, seven months ago, you know, mid-2020, uh, or later, actually, it was like around uh, October, so... Yeah, that's about six months. 
Now, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Focus on the process. Don't let other people uh, influence you through social media, through, you know, whether if they're having uh, whatever the car they have. Don't let other people, you know, impress you that you're doing, you know, something wrong. Understand that we all started from zero. And, you know, there is um, level we take in life. There is lessons. So it's just a long journey. And, you know, just be patient because uh, it takes time to to get it. Brilliant. Well, look, uh, before we wrap up, what's the best way to, for the traders to get hold of you? Uh, people, uh, if anybody uh, interested to reach out to me, uh, they could reach me out uh, through Instagram. I would say the fastest way which is would be uh, underscore K-A-F-X underscore. Nice, nice, nice. Well, look, uh, thank you very much, Khaled, for coming on the show here today. Uh, guys, if you do want to find all these links that we've talked about, they are over there in the show notes. So head over there and type in Khaled in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. So there you have it, folks. Interview done and dusted with Khaled. Now, look, if you do want to find out more about him, if you do want to check out the uh, video that we shot about his 1,000 pip gold move where he had a very tight stop, I've got to say, uh, and the interesting thing about it was it wasn't necessarily going to be the perfect trade to start off with. So you're going to see how this all played out. He does a very detailed, like, 17-minute video on it. Go and check it out over there on the YouTube channel. Links in the show notes, links on TradingNut, or just type in TradingNut on YouTube. Do remember, we've got Trader versus Trader. Get your entries in if you want to take part in the next series. Uh, We've got the Robot Builders Club if you want to automate your trading at breakneck speed. Merch and logo coming soon and something in the crypto space. So stay tuned, guys. See you in the next.